So here we go. We're continuing with the missile charm over here by by uh, the Hughes. I have to say, this is like the strangest half a parak in missile charm that I can think of. What's that? Because he's from the time he brings this Gemara, Al Kain Yomru Hamoshlim. Therefore, say the analogizers Bo Bo Hashbon, come to Hashbon. More or less until the end of the parak, he spends explaining this analogy and this whole huge analogy we're going to see with the labyrinth, and it's for a safer that is so unbelievably concise that the Vilna Gon said about it that, that there's like not one extra word, right? There's paragraphs over here explaining this one Gemara. It's not much unbelievable. So I just want to take a step back and understand what is he, this is, he's like driving this point home, like to, to you know, with the, 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 until he gets the last nail in the coffin. Like he, he doesn't want any, he should be airtight, right? What, what's the point he, He's saying, "Hineni roet sorech laadam, shiem medaktik, shokel drachov, davar yom biyomo." You have to make a cheshbon nefesh every day. This was the more or less to the end of the parak. That's what he's going to be going towards, explaining the tremendous need for this thing. Now, we, we, we said this already, I just, just want to be mad at this point. He says that this is like the great businessmen, that they, they're constantly weighing up their involvements, their, their, their risks, their assets, their investments, etc. So I, I, I was thinking to myself, I, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious. I'm sure these numbers are readily available, um, just that we don't have internet here in this place. Um, but what percentage of a business's budget go towards marketing and accounting? Both. Yeah, me to say that, think about, what's a business? A business is you figure out how to make stuff, you make stuff and you sell the stuff. Right, so it's research and development. Everybody understands you gotta have a research and development. You gotta make your product better. And there's the production. You have to produce it. If you don't produce anything, you can't make out business. And you gotta sell it. Those three are essential. There's the thought, right? There's the doing it and the selling. Okay. Then there's marketing, figuring out what people want. How much should I be doing of what? How how much of the product should I be making? How should how should I be packaging it? What should I be? In which direction should I be developing it? Accounting, accounting. The entire field seems completely unnecessary. No, if you want to just cut costs, right? Fire the entire accounting department, right? And just invest it all into more production. You cut costs. Seemingly, you do great. No, cut, uh, fire all the marketing people. Fire all the fire all the accounting people and just just have a great product make it and sell it that's all you need to do no? what do you think? I, I'm willing to bet 
that between marketing and, and accounting in some industries, it could, it could account for maybe 40% of their expenditures. I'm just taking a, a random guess. Probably the sake of a decent model. Huh? Yeah, probably certainly something very similar. Now that guy, why is he asking me? Why am I doing? Why am I? Spending? I should invest this money into just better already, or, or just making more, just making more of my products, right? Or, or you know, selling at a lower cost, so selling at a lower price, right? Cut my costs. And yet, all the good businesses, what are they doing? They're investing billions and billions and billions of dollars into marketing, which includes advertising, but it's not limited to it, right? It's figuring out, strategizing, analyzing how did the last year go, right? Predicting towards the future, how was next year going to look like, right? They got, they're paying these people millions of dollars, right? To predict for them which way the trends are going to go, what's going to happen, right? To hedge out every... When we did this strategy, how did that go for us, Right? Should we do more of it or less of it? Should we should we should we expand this line or, or not? All this stuff, right? Why? Because they understand that if you want to be successful in business, you gotta have a great strategy. You gotta be always change, checking it, changing it, tweaking it, keeping an eye on it, right? So what does the lazy bum do? He says, "No, I don't need any of that. I'm just I, I, I'm, I'm lean and mean, right? I only spend money on research, production, and sales." Right? So what he's telling us over here is ultimately, he's going to say, I'm foreshadowing right now, right? Is don't be a fool in your own spiritual growth. Right? People think, oh, I don't have time for Cheshbon and Nefesh. Come on, are you serious? Like, again, doing the same thing, analyzing, crunching the numbers again, like thinking about this stuff again every day, really? Like, I could, I could have learned all the Mishnah Burr by now. If I, if, if I spend half an hour every day, have a serious Seder. In it. So that's why he's making this. You can see how long he's going to go at this, hammering away at the concept that we have to have faith, we have to have a muna in what the Chachamim over here are darshing for us. Gimorvavasra from this pasuk. Okay. So again, so let's just let's work through the through the pasuk, through the Gemara, and then we'll go in. We'll go into his explanation. So. We have here. There's a strange pasuk. The the unfortunate point out that the pasuk is strange because therefore say the uh, analogizers, the people that make up analogies, the Moshlem, right? The people that make up mushrooms, right? Come to Cheshbon, come and make a Cheshbon. So uh, the Maral says that if, if what they mean to say is. Come to come to Cheshbon and see, you know, basically that he's talking about the Bilam made this analogy, uh, telling how um, Og was going to defeat um, the enemies over there. He's going to conquer Cheshbon. So it doesn't take a big chacham to make a sufficient analogy. What, what's the what's the big what's the big? Why does it take to be emotional? To take a to be a an analogy means that without the analogy, you just won't be able to get this thing. It's so deep, so complicated. You won't be able to understand it otherwise. That's why you need an analogy to help you grasp it, right? We've spoken about this before. That a, a moshal is from a language of moshal, to rule. Because when a person makes a moshal, he, he manages to take this idea that's escaping him and, and, and grasp it and grab onto it, right? That's, that's, that's what a moshal is. So that's what so the Moshlim 
are doing what's going on over here. So that's why Chazal are darshaning that it's not meant to be taken in a simple face value. It's meant to be understood as Moshlim means those, not those that make up analogies, but those that rule, those that rule over their Yetzirah. Yeah, so say those that rule over their Yetzirah come to Cheshbon, which means come and make the Cheshbonu Shal make the calculation of the world. Right? Have said Mitzvah Keneged Shara, the Shara Avera Keneged have said that. Which means, think to yourself, the, is the exchange rate favorable? Right? Am I, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I trading the right currencies? Let me analyze the actions. There's 24 hours in a day, right? Let me take a half an hour to analyze, am I getting good exchanges, right? It's, it's really very interesting. I was just recently talking to a person. He's in the nursing home industry. Surprise, surprise. Right? In Chicago? Right. Really? Yeah. So, um, so he was telling me that it, it's a very... It's a very interesting. It's a very interesting industry because it's so tight. The 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 margins are so tight that basically you can make a lot of money if if, if you run a very tight ship. But if you if you're not running a tight ship, you you're running a, a kind of a little bit of a disorganized um, program. You're gonna be bleeding money like literally from every orifice, right? from like every. Every is going to be oozing out in all directions, and you could you have the potential to lose millions of dollars a year because the costs are so great. The kind is just huge costs, and so if you're not maximizing on, on how much you're getting from the government and minimizing the cost, you're just going to get killed. Right? So and it's literally like the the, the magic is in is in the pennies, is in literally is in the pennies. Because if the volumes are so big, is it pinching the penny here and the penny over there is the difference between this guy that makes the ten million dollars and this guy that loses the ten million dollars. Very fascinating, right? So, so what do these guys have to do? They have to spend unbelievable amount of time figuring out where. I mean, they, they have literally they have they have software. I, I was told. They have software that figures out the you know, uh, artificial intelligence that figures out the predicted according to like unbelievable huge data sets how much this patient should be using of, of what uh, how many pieces of floss and how many this and this to and then you can compare with your numbers and you can you can find those you know, that we're overspending here a little bit and there and, and that's the level to which you need the hashgacha to be successful in this business. Where is the software? Um, Medline. Oh, They're the biggest distributor. Um, my childhood friend works for Medline. And so they have the, they're the biggest distributor to all the to all the homes, etc. The software. So they, pro- if you buy from them the thing, they will buy you the analysis. If you buy from if you buy from them their their goods, they will provide you with the analysis. And they have the data for like all the medical facilities across the country. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, so the point is that every the, the chacham understands right 
that if I'm going to be successful, the difference is going to be in finding those, the, you know, those differences, right? So I, I'm going through a day with 24 hours. That, that means, you know how many sales and purchases I'm making? How many decisions I'm making throughout the day? Every moment, another decision, another decision, another fork in the road, right? They're endless. And I'm spending no time analyzing, are these... Am I buying low and selling high? Or maybe I'm buying high and selling low. Maybe I'm making bad hash bonus. So if, if I'm losing a dollar in every transaction, I'm getting killed. I'm getting slaughtered over here. Right? What you were saying in a previous year was that it doesn't seem like it needs to be a fine-tooth comb you're doing the hash bonus. It's more... So, do, so it depends. Me, me, that, that's, that's, that's for sure meaning, put it like this. I'm assuming that when the Ramchal yes. was, was sitting down for his Hashem and Nefesh, he, he was probably looking at things with a different level of a magnifying glass than right. we are, Right. right? So now he told us you, know, you have to be you have to not only be mifashvish uh, myself, but you have to be mimashvish myself. I mean, not only do you have to examine your various actions to see if some of them were net losses and some of them were net gains, right? But you have to examine even within inside the action. You have to break it down and find was there was there two potential issues inside of a profitable transaction, right? inside of a profitable transaction. I did a good thing. Within that, there may be subcomponents that were actually losses, I mean, there were actually negatives, and there may be some parts in that they were suboptimal. They were they were also profitable, but not as profitable as they could have been. That's the level to which he's saying one can one can become a mumcha in his own cheshba and nefesh. Right? But of course, obviously, everything and everything has levels and levels and, and so what you're saying on, on, on a very simple level is to just calculate just to ask myself how's my chakras? how's my chakras yesterday? how's my marv yesterday? did I concentrate? did I come in? let me just think about it did I come into it motivated or did I just kind of jump into it because I was running late and getting my hat on? Right? Did I ever manage to recover my momentum? Or once I kind of started behind the eight ball, that was the end of it. That was, I just played defense the whole time from the eight Sahara. I was being distracted this way, this way. And I never never managed to get into it. Right? Did I do the um, the hashkata that, that I've been practicing, right? Do you do it before every tefillah? I take 10 seconds before I start. Just about every issue last week. And you managed to succeed? I get into the, the place I want to get to. Not the whole time, but I take 10 seconds. No matter what. I try, I try to. 50% of the time. So how could you increase it from 50% from fifty of the time to 75%? It's only a matter of time? There's nothing else? No. The list is of improvements and methodologies to obtain those improvements is endless. Yes. Okay. Okay, so that's what the Gibbard tells us. Now, the Zeki, Ha'etza, 
this true advice that's being given, now, now this is his interpretation, he's explaining to you, why are these people, why did this advice have to come from the Moshlin? From those that rule over the Sahara? Why just give me the advice straight? Just tell me. You want to be a tzaddik? Do chashban nefesh. Mishnah Perkiyavos says, Havi mechashiv schar mitzvah, keneged hefseideh, v'havi mechashiv hefseideh, keneged schar. Right? Mishnah Perkiyavos just tells you what to do. Right? Which is what this Gemara is based on. But the Gemara is finding this in the Pasuk. And the Pasuk is, is saying that this is being told to us by the Moshlim, by those who rule over the Yitzhahara. So Ramchal is going to make a really big deal out of this. He's saying, why does it have to be given to, why do I need this advice specifically from, basically from a tzaddik? I'm being, I'm being told there's a very big tzaddik who's telling me this. Why is it important? If it's a good piece of advice, let it be. Let, let it be. Uh, so who, what's the difference? Who, who's saying it? You fall into you fall into battle. Even those people who are less highly ranked, right? You fall into battle. Those people who have been in battle before. They survive. They actually know what they're doing. The West Point cadet was the captain. But seemingly, if Chazal gave us that advice, we would probably assume that they're not just, you know, whistling out of the side of their mouth, right? Right, but there's many pieces of advice that are given by Chazal that do not, that are not prefaced with the words "so saith those who rule over the Sahara. So why, why is it Kafka here? Yeah. It says the Ramchal, you know why that is? It's because he says you're not going to be able to appreciate this. Well, you're about to say what we just said. This advice, this advice you're being given, you're not going to get it. You're going to hear it, it's going to fall flat. Like, oh, okay. uh, I really don't want to do it. It doesn't, doesn't sound like it'll be productive for me. Yeah. I think it'll be a waste of time. More or less. I don't want to do it. Okay. Like you're saying, that's, that, that's the whole purpose for a mushroom, right? That so, yeah, It's supposed to be something a person wouldn't naturally connect to or relate to. But you're saying, you have to explain to you, you're not going to want to do it. You're not going to relate to it. I don't understand what's so special, but why are we. What's the, what, you're asking what, why is he using a muscle here? No, no, no. Moshal. We, we've left the realm of Moshal, and now we're talking about, now we're calling them Moshlim. Moshlim rulers. Those right. who rule over the Sahara. This piece of advice being given by those who rule over the Sahara because they're the only ones that can appreciate the greatness of this piece of advice. The rest of you are going to think this is like a... Um, corny thing and you're going to think that it's actually not worth following but you see how he's decorated with all these medals on his chest so trust him even though, even though, you, even though you're not going to appreciate his advice do it anyway mm-hmm. that's what the Ramchal is going to spend the next two pages saying
So, if we were to look at Rabbi Shapiro, we would say, what is saying is, you know what Rabbi Shapiro would tell you? Right. Right. But but when you're gonna do it, you can say, mm, no, I don't, I don't think I need to. Therefore, tr- trust. Him. Right. But it's very interesting. That's what that's what he's about to say right now. That that this is you gotta take this on authority because that's what that's what the pasuk is telling you. That there is an authority that's being invoked over here. Al kain yomru hamoshlim the Moshlem are telling you this. You're not going to get it, just do it anyway. Meaning we will not be able to appreciate the tangible effects. Yes. We won't even feel. We won't be able to Correct. ascertain the tangible effects of this. Right. There may not even be any tangible effects of this. No, there will definitely be tangible effects. But none that we can... Right. Sense. We're not going to see them. Right. So, so we have, have to have a little bit of moon on this whole thing. Right. That, that's, that's already being alluded to in the post. Okay. What's the difference again? Because uh, the, 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 if I were, why wouldn't one want to trust somebody that's been around the block? No, well, you usually usually person. you expect for something to resonate with your own with your own with your own um, with your own das, right? Meaning, if I tell you something that's really illuminating, you say, "Wow, yes, yes, that I I'm in." Yeah. Right, I right. want to do that. Right. They still, they, they still would maybe come up with justifications and reasons as to why they wouldn't do it, though. Well, if something sounds like a really great idea, then 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 I want to do it. But if something's gonna sound like just a flat note, that it does not, that this does not sound like anything that's gonna be so um, crucial, then I don't want to do it. So then you have then you have to tell me, listen, I know that's what you're thinking. But this is really actually going to have major payoff down the line. You just can't appreciate it right now. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's that's what. So vizet ki ha'etz ha'miti sazos that this true piece of advice lo yuchul la seisosa no one can give it to you v'lo leiros amitosa and to see its truth no one is capable of seeing the truth of this piece of advice. Ela osam shekvar yotsu, except only those that have already left mitachas yad yitzrim umashlubo, who have left the dominion of the yitzhara, and now they rule over. They are the only ones that can give this advice, mean to see the truth of it, and to appreciate it. Everyone else will not be able to appreciate it. It's unbelievable. I do not know why this is. Me, yes. I do not understand currently why this, of all the different things that we might have difficulty in understanding, why it is something that is beyond our ability to understand, why that the Cheshbon Nefesh will be advantageous. While I mean, while we're still in the war with the Eight Sahara, while we're still in the grips of the battle, for some reason we are incapable of appreciating the benefits offered by the Cheshbon Nefesh, and I don't, I don't know why that should be. That's what he's telling us. But, but that's what he's telling us. That is what the Ramchal is saying. 
at this table can understand why the Ramchal is, is emphasizing this so much? Well, he's getting this from the he's getting this from the Gemara. He's being medayik the Gemara. The Gemara is being medayik the pasuk. There is specifically advice that can be given, which means seen by the Moshlem, by those that rule over the Sahara. Did you say this is an obvious point? What? You're saying this is an obvious point? No, it means that from this term, only they can appreciate this piece of advice. Which means we cannot. He's going to say it. He's going to say it. You're not going to be able to appreciate it. Why would you think that it, one would naturally be inclined to, to do an evaluation of their... I'm saying I don't see why right now. I don't see why this is any more or less seemingly beneficial than any of the other piece of advice that he's given us in Mesut Zisharm. He didn't, there was never prophecies of, uh, oh, well, you know, this is not understandable to you in, in, in this current situation, right? He talks about Jesus. He says, here's what you have to do for Jesus. Well, this is the importance. You got this, you got to do that, right? He never says, by the way, yeah, like this thing you have to do, but... You should know, you can't understand it, Chazal telling you you can't understand it, the Pasuk is telling you you won't be able to understand it, but this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Because right now, until, until you know, where you are right now, you won't be able to get it. Why? Why specifically this thing you can't understand? Yeah, it seems like... Yeah. Yeah. like you never understand why I do that, but all right. That's well, different. Here we're talking about here we're talking about our working on ourselves. We're talking about trying to develop all the different positive things we spoke about. Uh, you know, the the yira, the ahava, the taharas halev, the tikkun hamidos, right? The, the, to, to become. So then we're talking about strategizing. How do I do it? What should, how should I go about doing that? Right. Yeah. There's no mitzvah derais in the Torah of, of doing a chesh Right. Right. So this is just he's saying to us that that a person who has managed to succeed in becoming a tzaddik is is the Torah is alluding to the fact. Chazal are testifying to it, and he himself is saying that this also in his own experience that this is how you succeed. But you won't be able to understand right now from where you stand. You're asking a kasha. Not a kasha, Shaila. Why should this be the unique single thing that cannot be appreciated until you become a tzaddik? Because just being like an experiential reference point where or one could project if one were to do properly, that it would seem to be very advantageous. It would seem to be very advantageous. It sounds like a caution. Mm-hmm. It's a fine line. You want to ask her as a cash, you can ask her as a cash. Okay. Yosef, you with us? You understand? You understand? Okay. Um, like, I, I got, what you're saying. I get it. Evidently, I don't. But I see, it seems like I get it. Sounds like I get it. I'm all about. You, you know, Rob, 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 Rob,
It's fine. I'll do that. I'll be all blah blah blah. Tish about this. Like, it sounds like a good idea. Right. Sounds like you're an accounting team. Right. All for that. I can get that. Right. So that's what the businessmen do, right? Maybe it's so simple. But hasn't he convinced us already that it's not simple? Hasn't he already told us that not only do you have to decide whether you do the good thing or the bad thing, but even amongst the good things that you do, you have to reflect on, on uh, inside that good thing, the different subcomponents of it, and exactly isn't that what he's been convincing us? Maybe because the, there's less action involved in this versus the other meetups that he's talking about. Let's see. Let, 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 let's give him a chance. He will try to explain. He'll give us an analogy. So let, let's let's see. Okay. Oh. Um, okay. So. Because the Yitzhahara blinds your eyes, literally. You mean, you are incapable of seeing the world for it really is. It's like a man walking in darkness. There's obstacles in the way and you do not see them. So now, if I'm actually mamish blinded, I'm mamish blinded. So let me ask you guys the question. So what does it help to do Chesh Ben If I'm actually blind, I do not understand what is what. So how does it help to do Chesh Ben so in the same breath, so understand what is what. Twice, what? what? You, you will understand what is what. Oh, so I will. But he's saying I will not be able to. He's saying, listen, this advice you've been given to, given can only be given by people who are free from the Eitzahara. Other people will not be able to appreciate the truth of this advice because they're blind. That's you. You are blind. So that's what, what, what? what does it mean? That's your question? I'm asking now a different question. So then what does it help to do a Khajman Nefesh? If I'm blind. I'll come on to I'll come on to see you probably. So then I'll be able to appreciate the greatness of the Khajman Nefesh. I'll actually, be like, wow, this is incredible. Look at this. Eventually I'll get to that that stage. Why eventually? Why not right now? We're speaking too abstractly here. Uh, it, may, it may not be until much later on that I get a critical mass of Cheshbonos and Nefosh and Nefoshos I'll be like oh 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 I get it now and all of a sudden I'm a, I'm a huge big man with a big sodic beard and huge great I feel awesome but I had to, I had to get that point it's like a, the moment of clicking it's, it's like much further down the line so I should so, so the Ramchal said take your time just keep at it have a Muna have a Dauphin once you get there once you get there don't click May take fifty years. Okay. I mean, no, I, don't, I lost track of this again. Okay, read it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The question exactly is that, that 